Uh, God's been good to you? Yes. Have you been good to him? Yes. Well, be careful. Be careful. It's good to see you. Happy Resurrection Day for those that have been resurrected in their life. We want to talk today about a place that many of us will go, excuse me, that all of us will go in life, and many of us have been there in life. Well, now, we want to understand that what our ministry is here for. Our ministry is here to build character and to build up. And so one of the things, and I want everybody to hear me clear this, uh, when people leave church and go to another church, we don't put them down. They're going to someplace that fits them. Isn't that right? And if this doesn't fit you, you need to be where it fits you at. Now, if you're in the Spirit, you go someplace where the Holy Spirit guides and directs you. All right, because we don't badmouth other churches and we don't badmouth other ministers. Amen? Amen? All right, so one of the things that I will promise you in your life that you're going to have to experience before you leave this earth plane. And one of the, one of the things I love about Jesus the Christ, he taught us how to live. Amen? Amen. But he also taught us how to suffer. Amen? And he taught us how to die. Isn't that right? And so the lesson today is to let you all know, because a lot of times people see church people suffer, and they say, well, if, if they're suffering, why should I become a Christian? There's no place in the scriptures where it says that you wouldn't have to do some suffering, that you wouldn't have to go through some things in your life. It's not in there. So some things, some things are just life. And one of my most favorite stories, or one of my most favorite examples of what Jesus done, there's a place called Gethsemane. And everybody's going to go there sooner or later in life. It is a place where you have to go through something and go through some suffering until you get yourself together uh, to make a decision to just go ahead and drink the cup that's put before you. Doesn't that make sense? Talk back to me today and give me a little energy. I got two sermons to do today. So what, what happens is, I don't know if you've in your life, has there ever been in your life where you've handed a cup that you didn't want to drink? Mm. Does something happen to you that you didn't want to deal with, right? But it wasn't going to go away, and you had to really struggle with that thing until you came to the point in your life where you said, I got to drink it. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like nobody wants to get cancer, right? But sometimes it happens, right? Nobody wants to lose a, a, a family member, right? Sometimes it happens, right? Nobody wants to get divorced, right? When you started out, you didn't get divorced, right? But it, it happens sometimes, right? So sometimes in life, bitter things happen. And we have to deal with it until we understand that some things, not all things, some things are God's will, right? right? And we just have to drink that. And so Jesus gives us a great example. Let's just go with the Garden of Gethsemane. He gives us a great example of what happens in that garden, in that place. Been there more than once. All right, here we go. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read verse 36 to 46. And this is coming from the NIV. And it says that then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. All right, now here's what's done happened. Jesus was with all his people the night before, I believe, or where in there. And, you know, there was a lot of chaos and confusion going on. Have you ever been there? There's just a lot of chaos and confusion. And folks was, folks was going to say that they were going to stay with you, but you knew in your heart that they were going to flee when you got in that situation and circumstance. Isn't that right? Somebody who you loved. Somebody who you loved. Come on here with me. Somebody who you love was getting ready to do what? To betray you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus knew that one of his friends, one of his buddies, one of, the, one of his people was going to do what? 
They was going to betray me. And that is a very painful thing, people. Come on here, get with me. When you love somebody and you care about somebody, and that very somebody is going to betray you and, and, all, and betray you with a kiss. So he's going through all of this. And then there's Peter, you know, there's that loud talking one that's saying, man, I'm going to stand no matter what goes down. I'm here, man. Right? Mm, well. Jesus knew in his heart that soon as soon as things got tough, what did Peter do? He fled. So he already knew this stuff. He already knew what was going to happen. Look at me. He already knew what was going to happen. And when, when sometimes when life gets heavy, in your, gets heavy on you, you have to go to some place to make a decision of what you want to do. Now, some of you are looking at me because like, you've had a great life. Amen? Amen. It ain't always going to be like that. That's right. And so I'm trying to prepare you. We don't know who's going to lose somebody. You don't know what sickness. I will never forget the time I walked in and that doctor said, Johnny, you got cancer. I'm like, wow. I'm feeling all right. You see? So, so here we go. Here's Jesus, the Christ. He's going to the garden with his disciples. And sometimes, and I don't know if it does here, and sometimes you need people to go a little ways with you. That's right. And everybody in your circle can't go all the way with you. All right? But you need some to go all the way with you. And Jesus didn't go alone, did he? That's right. He went so far. His friends can go so far. And then he had to go by himself. But we need support from one another. Here we go. It says that when he got to Gethsemane, he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And so when he got there, he just said, all I need for you all to do is sit here while I go pray. Because sometimes, sometimes we need people. We need people just to be there when we go in prayer. You see, I don't like all them songs when they say all, when you're all alone and all your friends left you. No, no, no. I don't want to be in that situation or circumstance. Sometimes I need for you to go a little ways with me while I go into prayer. All right? And Pastor, just so we know about Gethsemane, Gethsemane is the urban garden at the foot of the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. And, 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 it, is a, it, and it was a scene of what? Agony and the betrayal of Jesus. So this was a, it's a scene of agony and, and the betrayal of Jesus. And, and if you ain't had this happen to you, you keep living. There's going to be a time when you have to deal with agony. Yes, and you're going to have to deal with betrayal. And it can be people who you love and who say they love you. It's life. And so Jesus is here at this place. And, 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 and I love this because it doesn't make me feel shame. When I go through something and I get a little fear because I understand that my, even my Christ struggled for a minute, 100% divine Jesus was, right? Amen. Say amen. He was. But he was 100% human, and that human part of him was in agony. Yes, and that human part of him was hurting because he knew betrayal was coming. Because I don't care how spiritual you get, there's still a human part of you. That's right. All right. And agony is extreme physical or mental suffering. And sometimes it can get to the point it'll make you sick. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. It's anguish. All right. Affliction. Mm-hmm. Torment. And it's just like sometimes it feels like you're being tormented. Have you ever been there? It's just like all oh, hell broke loose. I'll make it clear for you. All right. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like everywhere I look, something's going wrong. All right. It's torture. Or the final stages of a difficult or painful death. And each one of us is going to go through that. You know you're going to die, right? Oh, okay, I'll make sure, because you all look at me like, okay. All right? All right, here we go. And then also betrayal. 
is to deliver to an enemy by treachery. Can, isn't that something when somebody you love and say they love you delivers you over to your enemies? You see, see, some of the worst people are the people you're hanging with. See, some of the worst people will greet you with a kiss. That's why you have to have the spirit of discerning. The Bible says try the spirits by the spirit. Because we don't really know by looking at a person. So we have to find out and pray for what kind of spirit they are carrying with them. Because you know there's a whole lot. Satan will smile at you. That's right. He'll make you comfortable. All right. And lastly, betrayal is a violation of a person's confidence and, and trust. And that is the worst thing for me. If you don't like me, just tell me. I can live with that. All right? You see? But betrayal to me, and when, every time I look at the movies and I see Judas, it just tears me up. How can you do that to somebody that's supposed to be a friend, somebody you're supposed to love, somebody that cared about you, somebody that really, really wanted you to make it? This is what Jesus is showing us here. And we need to understand that. And see, see, if you want to really find out what betrayal is, be a pastor. Well, come on. Man, you can be praying for folks and, and feeding folks and counseling folks. And next thing you know, they like the invisible man or woman. Well, you don't mind them leaving. You want them to go in God's speed. But then they have to go lie. All right, you understand? All right, you can just be, be, a, be a person that's helping other people, period, anywhere. Are y'all understanding me? Jesus is going through this. This hurts. And I'm glad that he showed me that he could hurt because when I hurt, then I can understand my Christ hurt too. That's right. You see? All right. So picture Jesus in the garden. He's got his buddies. And he takes Peter and two sons of Zebedee Along with them. See, so he, there's, there's a bunch of them, 11 of them, because, you know, the other one's going on to do his dirt, right? But there's, out of that bunch, there's still just two, excuse me, three, that he took for. See, some people can go a little ways, but you need somebody that'll go all the way. That's right. And, 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 and I don't do percentages. Uh, I'm not a math teacher, but you only, he only had three out of 12 that would go all the way. And that, that's pretty good, isn't it? At least you have the three. Because the other ones, he knew they couldn't handle it. And sometimes you need to tell people, it's okay. You just wait here. And you and you, you come with me. Come on here. You see? Don't put people in a situation they can't handle. That's right. Don't put expectation on somebody that they can't deal with. All right? Sometimes people didn't let you down you let them down by putting them somewhere that they couldn't stand. So that shouldn't be on them. That's on you. All right? And that can be people. See, you can love somebody or like somebody more than the, people, the other three, but the three that you need are the, the, the other three are the three that you need. Do you understand? That's right. And sometimes it might be the person that you don't like as much. You're supposed to love them. I got some people I don't like, but I love them something terrible. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. I love them. I just don't like their personalities. And those are some of the people that I'd say, you come with me. Teach. You see? Because a person can have a personality that you don't like, but in their heart, their heart's right. Are y'all with me? All right, so he picked those three for a reason to go with me a little, a little further, all right? And then it says, and he, talking about Jesus, began to be sorrowful and troubled. And Jesus was sorrowful and troubled. And I love that human part of him. 
Because sometimes I get sorrowful and troubled. And it's okay to be sorrowful and troubled because my Christ got sorrowful and troubled because of people and what he's getting ready to go through. And sometimes you get ready to go through something, you get sorrowful and troubled. You understand? I've never heard anybody go get a, just getting ready to go through something, a major sickness or operation or something, say, oh, God, glory to God. I'm going to the hospital. They're going to cut on me and do all of this stuff. I'm going to take chemo and radiation. I'm just so happy. Huh? I've never seen that. Read that again for me. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Because he knew what was ahead of him. And sometimes when you look and see what's ahead of you, it'll trouble you in your spirit. Have you ever been there, folks? When that thing is inside you and in your stomach and you had butterflies in your stomach and you felt sick in your stomach because you knew what was in front of you. And you thought you were weak. You weren't weak. You're just human. That's right. Like Christ. That's right. Like Christ. Taught us how to live. Taught us how to suffer. Taught us how to die. All right? And sorrowful is the feeling or showing grief. And, 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 and sometimes that grief can go for a long time. But he was grieving. First of all, you got to remember it. He loved those guys. He loved his ministry. And he understood he was getting ready to leave earth and leave those people. Man, that's, that's something. Plus, go deal with the cross. All right? Sorrowful is also downcast. Yes. Downhearted. Yes. Despairing. Mm-hmm. Mournful and heartbroken. It's heartbroken. I mean, he knew all of this stuff was going on. His heart was broken. Peter's going to betray me. Excuse me, Peter's going to run and, like a coward, and Judas is going to betray me, and the rest of the disciples are going to scatter, and they're going to act like they didn't know me, and I'm going to be crucified. Wouldn't that break you down? All right. Have you ever been lied on? Spit on, talked about. Some people spit on you. They didn't spit on you physically, but they spit on you uh, right. emotionally. Come on here. You know what I'm That's talking right. about. Teach. He knows all this is getting ready to happen to him. All right? And that's why he was troubled, Pastor. Mm-hmm. And troubled is to disturb the mental calm and contentment of. And see, it's in his spirit. Have you ever been troubled in your spirit? I, I've done this and I've done this. I've lied. I don't do it anymore, but I used to lie all the time. Ask me how I've done it. Ask me, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Everything's good. Yeah. I'm good. And then go in the room and almost fall apart. Do you ever do that? Folks ask you, that's a lie. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. But I don't do that anymore. Sometimes I don't feel good. Sometimes I don't want to go, I don't want to go to the doctor and hear what he's got to say. Sometimes I didn't want to go get chemo. Sometimes I didn't want to go do radiation. Sometimes I don't want to take this medication that I'm doing now. I don't want to take this. You, you, see, you see what I'm talking about? Sometimes I don't want to answer the phone. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on. It's called life. That's right. You ever get weary? How many men we got here really men? Amen. Sometimes I don't want to be a husband. Amen. Sometimes I don't want the responsibility as a husband, father. Sometimes I don't want these responsibilities. It's like it's overwhelming to me. Teach. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's sometimes you don't want to be a wife. Sometimes you don't want to be a mother. Sometimes you get tired of cleaning, cooking. Amen. Ooh. 
Okay. Where am I? But but it's the truth anyhow, and it's okay to say that, isn't it? Because sometimes we get tired as people, and we don't want to deal with our positions because it bothers us. Sometimes we just feel, there's sometimes we don't even want to get up sometimes. And if you are a human being, there's been sometimes you've been through some depression. You've had stress, right? You've had anxiety, right? Well, Jesus is showing us that he, the Christ, had it the same. That's right. All right. Okay. Troubled is also worry. Distressed, concerned, uneasy, difficult, and unsettled. Have you been there? So is Christ. He's showing us that he had been there, and he's dealing with this, but he's going to show us how to handle it. What scripture am I on? We're on verse 38. All right. So again, Jesus is in the garden. He went to pray. He's sorrowful. He's troubled. And then he says to them in verse 38, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Wow. Stay here and keep watch with me. Just watching me. Just stay here and watch with me. Because I'm troubled. I'm hurting. I just need for, I know there's nothing else you can do for me. But just watch for me. Stay here with me. Sometimes people want to say, what can I do for you? Just pray. Just pray for me. All right? Going a little further... He fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. See, I, I love that. I love that, people. Jesus said himself, Lord, take this cup. I don't want to do this. Now, now, now see, we preach this sometimes. We don't, we don't preach the part that Jesus didn't, he didn't want to go there. He didn't want to go to that cross. He didn't want to be crucified. He didn't want to be separated from his friends. This is what he's saying. He's saying, Father, not what? Not my will. He's saying, he's saying, Father, take this cup for me. Let me tell you something. If you ain't, I hope you never have to go there. But there'll be a time when you'll ask God to not let me have to go through this. Right. God, I don't want to go through this sickness. I don't want to go through this. Whatever the circumstance or situation is, if you haven't experienced it, you keep living. One day you'll experience it where you say, Lord, I don't want to do this. But it's okay. Guess why? Jesus did. That's right. All right? And he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. But he said, not as I will, but you will. In other words, it's not my will to go to Calvary, but it's your will for me to go to Calvary. Sometimes God, I have to tell God, God, this is not what I want to do. But I'm going to do it because it's your will for me to do it. Are you, are you as the kids say, are you feeling me? You see what I'm saying? And, and, and as a young person, we need to understand this. We need to teach our young children this. And teach, because there are going to be things in their life that they're going to have to deal with that they don't want to have to deal with. But there ain't no way out. Do you understand? Sometimes there's no way out of pain. You just have to deal with it. Everybody doesn't, every, everybody doesn't get the easy road. That's right. All right? And sometimes you'll do like I did years ago and say, why me, Lord? I should have never asked him. He said, why not you? Well. You telling other people how to deal with it. You preaching it. Why not you? Yes. And we fell out. Well, I fell out. Because <laughs> nothing can separate me from the love of God. That's right. You, know, uh, you understand? But I'm not ashamed of that. 
Because Jesus struggled. That's right. He didn't want to drink his cup either. All right? The voice says, he walked a little farther and finally fell prostrate and prayed. Father, this is the last thing I want. He said, Father, this is the last thing I want. I don't want to go through this. It's the last thing I want to do. Have you ever had to do something and you're just saying, wow, this is the last thing I ever wanted to happen to me in my life? All right? He says, if there's any way, please take this bitter cup from me. Take it away from me. Heal me, Lord. I don't want to go through the operation. Heal me. Lord, heal me. I don't want to go with the chemo. Heal me. Heal me. I don't want to deal with diabetes. Heal me. I don't want to deal with high blood pressure. Heal me. I don't want to bury my child. Hear me. I don't want to bury my parents. Heal me. But sometimes there's no way out. You've got to do it. You see? But it's okay to hurt because Jesus hurt. I'm not ashamed of not wanting to drink the cup because he did. All right? You know, when I look at all you people in here, beautiful, 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 you look good in here. And you know what is good? You look so beautiful in here, but I can't tell you what's in front of you and you don't know what's in front of you. And one of these days, the tragic thing is somebody's going to remember this sermon because they're going to have to go there. But God has blessed you so much this morning that you hear that you can get it in your spirit and be able to deal with what you got to deal with. That's right. All right? Again, he says, not my will, but yours be done. Again, he had to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. All right? Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. But they were stressed out. Because whether you know it or not, when people love you, and they can't help you, they get stressed out. I don't know if you ever loved a child or loved a friend or a spouse, and you just loved them, and, but you couldn't help them. And you looked at them and you watched them struggle. You get stressed out. They, they couldn't handle it, people. And they went to sleep. Wow. All right. He said, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He was he upset at Peter. He said, can you just stay awake for one hour? Because he was getting frustrated. Look, I'm the one getting ready to go through and you sleeping. 100% divine, 100% human. And the human Jesus needed somebody to be with him. All right. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. And he's telling us that. He said, you got to watch and pray. So that you don't fall into temptation. Because temptation will make you quit. Temptation will make you run. So you've got to stay prayed up. All right? He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And there's been times in my, man, I really wanted to go. My spirit was saying, God, but my flesh said no. And I'm probably the only one in here that listened to the flesh. I done to know cost me, but I ain't ashamed. Because sometimes when I was younger in the ministry, my flesh still had power. Mm. Now it doesn't have the power because I've grown spiritually. That's why Paul says, be careful what you do with a novice. You see, in other, in other words, there are levels of spirituality. You see, sometimes you listen to the flesh. All right? 
In verse 41 from the voice, it says, now maybe you're learning. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. <laughs> my spirit is willing, but my body is weak. I don't know if anybody in here has ever been so sick that they just felt they, felt they wanted to get up and couldn't. You wanted to do some things. You See, I found out one of the most tragic things that ever happened in my life that I had to admit. Ask me what that was. I ain't the man I used to be. That's right. When I hit 70, I'm saying, wow, this what is, I can't do. Things ain't like they used to be. My spirit's still the same, though. Man, I got that energy, and, and I can motivate, and I can still talk. And now I don't run, but I walk. Right. You understand what I'm saying? The, the spirit says, man, you ought to take off running. The body says, no, 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 don't do that. Spirit's good. But then the spirit tells me, no, you need to walk. That's right. And then I say, well, I used to run. And the spirit says, well, you, at least you ain't crawling. You're walking. Huh? All right. Scripture goes on to say, watch and pray and take care that you are not pulled down during a time of testing. Here we go, people. This is why all you came here to church for me to tell you this. You got to stay prayed up, made up, in the spirit. So when times of testing come, you can make a stand. You can make a stand. When, when, when trouble, and trouble will find you, I can promise you that. When trouble comes, you prayed up, stayed, you can make a stand. Because trouble is going to happen. That's a natural thing in life. But we're going to make a stand because we're strong in our spirit. All right. All right. And Pastor, sometimes it takes more than once. All right. So in verse 42, it says, he went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is possible, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. See, he still, he struggled with that thing. He go back a second time. He says, wait a minute, I got to go again. Maybe God, I have prayed for things. I don't know if you all have prayed for things and it didn't happen. God didn't deliver me from the things I was praying for. Stay with me, but he gave me the strength to go through it. That's right. Because he wanted me to experience that so that I could have a testimony that God empowered me in my spirit to be able to do things that my flesh couldn't. Do you see? You know where there's a healer at? There's a healer inside me because Christ lives in me. And there's, there's a counselor inside me. Do you understand? And in you also if you allow him to do that. But you got to listen to him and not just flesh. And sometimes you got to go down there and get on your knees like Jesus didn't struggle with that thing. Until you get it. And then you get up. See, let's see what happens. It says when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They were hurting. They were frustrated. They were stressed out. They are about to lose their friend. They are about to lose the person that changed their life. They were stressed out. All right? So he left them and went away once more. See, three times he had to go. That baby's all right. Let that baby alone. Y'all look at that baby. The baby's supposed to move. I told him they could sit and look at me. Look at this baby. All right? Yeah. All right. So here's three. He went to the third time. He went to the third time. It took him three times to get it together. Do y'all hear me over here? It took him three times to get it. It don't come easy all the time. Sometimes you, you wear your knees out down there. And even Jesus, 100% human, 100% divine, but that humanness was hurting him. 
And he kept going back, hoping. And let me tell you something. In life, there'll be some times when you're going to hope for something to happen, but it's not going to happen. And you'll struggle. Here we go. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands he of said, sinners. He said, okay, you sleep, you're resting, and you're going through some issues right now. I understand it. I'm ready to take care of it. And then the last scripture, 46, he says, Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. He said, rise, let us go. Here comes him who's going to betray me. There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to have this lesson, where you're going to have to make a stand. And sometimes you have to make a stand. There are people who go with you a partial way, and there are people who go with you another part of the way. But when it comes down to it, people look in my mouth. The only way you're going to get empowered is on your knees like Jesus did. And pray and pray till you're strengthened enough to be able to say to yourself, let us go and do what God has chosen us to do. I don't want to deal with this, but I'm strong enough today after prayer to drink the bitter cup that God has put before me. And I use my role model as Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Is God good? Right. Amen. Come on, let's go. Get up. Give God a hand. All right, all right, all right. Come on, give God a hand. Oh, yeah, is he good? Yeah. Here we go. Now, a lot of you, if you don't have a church home and, and, and this kind of thing, the reason I don't open the doors on church on Easter, because I don't want anybody to get emotional, I will be back here uh, Sunday, and you can do that. Because we don't, we don't deal with emotion. We don't want emotion to be in it. When you do it, it's got to be in your heart, and it's got to be right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Easter is a, is a day where we get emotional when we do things. But if we say we're going to do something and we don't do it, it's a lie. So I don't want anybody to make that decision. I, I thank all of you for coming this morning, and you look wonderful. Look at this crowd, beautiful crowd. 